It's bad. Anime. Hello, everybody. My name is John. And I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? I actually did the intro today because I know I've been <laughs> slacking. I know I've been slacking. I was, and we, I almost I almost messed up, but we, we, we did it. We, we did it. I'm just proud. Yeah, the intro's being... I mean, if you ever wanted to drop the intro, I'm fine with that in principle, but I was just so confused. It's like, which one are we doing? I, I just need some direction here, you know? We can we can play around with dropping it. I'm fine with that. Less things for me to remember, you know. Uh, although I guess it's not the most ridiculous thing to remember. It's not. I didn't think it was mentally taxing, but apparently it's becoming a lot to handle. We'll talk about this more later. <laughs> You're right because we have to talk about a very very important piece of anime today, um, a generational anime, if you will. Uh, we have to talk. Why about... did you send this to me? <laughs> Just, just why did you send this to me? I got once I opened it, I was like, "Okay, what are we doing and why?" <laughs> okay, so this seems like a very off-brand one for you to suggest, and I'm just like, "It, it is what?" <laughs> and that's why I chose it. Hmm. I wanted a wild card. Okay, I wanted something that was just so like so completely off from what I usually do mm. because I was like, oh, I want to just like find something just off the beaten path that's just really dumb. I want, I was craving that we went back to some kind of like high school kind of adjacent show because we haven't done one in a little bit. Um, I guess High School DxD season two. You and, sound like an addict. And I guess like you know, my girlfriend is a gal, and also you know, uh, I guess High School DxD season one as well but other than that this one well this was well we got here was a romantic rom-com so it actually um love after world domination was ringing a lot of bells in my head yes you're right it was uh but i i found this specifically because i was like oh what should we do because i wanted to get in a three episode rule because we haven't done one in a little bit mm -hmm. uh and i was on crunchyroll and i was just kind of scrolling around i was looking in the, a section on the site that is uh the popular section as in like what's most popular right now right. of course like the top is what you would kind of expect like you had your my hero academia at the top you had your one piece all that stuff all Attack that bullshit and so forth yeah exactly and then so i scrolled down a little bit and i was like let's get into like the stuff that's really popular but isn't as exactly transcend transcendently popular mm, which means okay. that you have a lot of people watching it but not a people that love to express their fandom outside of this app so, yeah, so let's see. people are not going to go to a party and mention it no no you're not gonna go to a party i didn't even see that many people go to reddit and mention it so oh, <laughs> that's God. how you know that's i know people are like yeah i don't want to be known i like this show but <laughs> what we got here was actually a lot tamer than i expected it to be because what we have today is tomo chan is a girl <laughs> yes this show's about yes, tomo chan is. and she's actually a girl that almost sums it up entirely it's perfect. It's the, the title fits so well with the theme of the show. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they named it themselves. It's perfect. They put on their big boy pants for this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, that can be a She that could be like the tagline of the show. Like <laughs> she put on her big boy skirt for this one. So what we have here is a rom com <laughs> high school setup, and as the title implies, it's about to uh, Tomo. Uh, I forgot her full name. I oh, know it is just Tomo. And our male lead, uh, Junichiro. Yes. Um, they've been friends for a long time. Child, childhood friend trope, classic. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, uh, Junichiro completely thought that Tomo was a boy. 
Right. Then yes. they go to different, I think, elementary schools, and they don't see each other for a while. Mm-hmm. They reconvene in middle school, and Junichiro's like, wait, you're a girl? <laughs> what? And she's like, you thought I was a dude? This whole and time? That like that realization is what we get throughout this entire first three episodes, basically. We and of course we all kind of know where this is going. Where Tomo starts to have feelings for Junichiro, and she's pissed off because Junichiro just sort of refuses to accept the fact that she's a girl. Which led me to believe that, like in the first episode at least, I didn't actually know that he knew she was a girl. And I love how I love intentional. They left that intentionally vague, and I thought that was pretty smart. But I love by the second episode, they subverted my expectation with that. Right. Because what I b- thought I was going to get was three episodes of of them going, I'm a girl. And he's like, no, you're not. And then by episode <laughs> three, he like actually learned she had a vagina or something. Yeah. No, it was very, very apparent. And like, I think in the first, I started to get wind of it in the first episode when he saw like boobs. Yeah. And he was like, and he immediately turned away. It's so, it's such a weird dynamic as if like he, June looks at her and doesn't want her to be a girl he just wants her to be his like dude friend that does dude things with him which is but every it's very and every time he like sees her like as a girl like in a skirt or with boobs he's like what are you doing why aren't you wearing pants and she's like i'm a girl i have to wear this and she's like and he's like but the academy lets you wear slacks i don't just go for that it's like he's telling her to put pants on said no dude ever so never never was... and he's like what are with the, what what's with those like big jumbly things on your chest and she's like i cannot control this this is my body <laughs> so there is that that back and forth between them the whole time which after the first episode it becomes as you said pretty clear that she's he knows that she's a girl but he just doesn't yes. necessarily want to accept the fact that she's a girl yeah, he i guess he doesn't want her to be a girl he wants her to be his best dude friend but it gets a little amb- ambiguous because um on tomo's end she's very upfront about the fact she has feelings for junichiro yes up it's at the end of episode three it's still pretty vague if junichiro feels the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um he um there's a great plot thread where like if a if a guy gets close to her tomo that her being tomo junichiro just wants to kill them like yeah horribly yeah Mm-hmm. which i kind of like because he never goes out and actually inflicts harm but he's very threatening oh very threatening it, to the point where like every time he like looks at the person he has like all this like purple dark imagery around him and his eyes go white and stuff like that yeah the demon glare yeah the anime yeah demon it's perfect glare. it's perfect and specifically when one guy which i think who adds quite a bit to the plot is uh so okay i guess like some context here tomo's dad is like a karate guy and he runs like dojo yep and cool dude. tomo and june have both trained in that dojo mm-hmm. and tomo loves to just fight she loves to just beat people up and like get into confrontation she can't really use her emotions too well but she could use them fists yeah but she joins the karate club at school and the head of the karate club it's so funny because everybody think even girls at the school think tomo is a boy and 
everybody at this school also thinks that the karate coach who is a boy is a girl. Right. So he, this dude just comes out here with the biggest like Miles Tails Prower femboy <laughs> bullshit energy that I've ever seen. Yeah. He he just Did you just make wow. a Miles Tails joke? I did. Oh God. That's what he reminded me of the most. He looks like Tails. He reminded in you Sonic. of Tails? He looks like Tails. He looks like him. Okay, I have to go back and look at this now because you might be right about this. It's perfect. It's such a perfect like I've, just give him just give him like weird like rat ears, whatever the fuck Tails is. A squirrel? I don't know. Just give him like those ears. <laughs> fuck him, I know. And I've, just be I've, Tails. I've never been a Sonic fan in my life, so when people reference Sonic, I just I forget it exists. That pie, that his appearance made me remember <laughs> all the repressed Sonic memories and all those guilty Google searches you did when you like you were eleven. Oh yeah, all the times I listened to "Live and Learn" by Crush Forty on my iPad Nano, iPod Nano. They don't make an iPad Nano, but that'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be really tiny and inefficient. It's so small, like it's, it's, the, the, it's funny because um the connection between Sonic I always had because of the song "City Escape" the one everyone raved about. Yeah. From Sonic Adventure 2. Um, it took me years to figure it out because I refused to look it up. I wanted to figure it out myself. Mm. I'm like, I heard the vocalist. I'm like, he was in another band. That voice is so familiar. Um, it was the voice of shortly lived um, 80s metal sensation, Danger Danger. Really? Yes. Danger Danger, known for their two biggest biggest wow. songs, Bang Bang and Naughty Naughty. They love their repetition in that band. Yeah, they really wanted to make sure that you know what they were about. Wow. That's pretty incredible because I it's funny because his career mm-hmm. as the lead singer of Crush 40 was also like a short-lived thing. So it seems like his career is also very short-lived in many cases, <laughs> I guess. Well, it's funny because he's one of those guys who's like a one-hit wonder a few times over. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when that happens when someone has a hit song and then it's and then another hit song, but in different bands and different contexts. And they, like how Rick Derringer um, is a one hit wonder with the song Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. But he was also he also did a, he was also in a band and they had their big hit Hang On Sloopy. And then he later did. Why Hulk do Hulk. they have the same energy, though? <laughs> I don't. No. The song titles are the same to me. Like, but, I can't even repeat the first one because you said the second one, and I was like, that's the same. I don't. But then he, but then he's only known today for Hulk Hogan's original theme. Oh. So, da, da, yeah. so he's a three-time wonder. Wow. That's yeah. pretty incredible. That's like how the, the lead singer of Ghost, Tobias Forge, was in Crash Diet and also in this he, other band called Repugnant. He was only in Crash Diet, like, very briefly. First stint. Yeah, for, and he was actually, I think he was actually only a guitar player. It was funny. I, I, I interviewed him. You and I kept him, getting, yeah. I kept getting questions from our, our Twitch chat that were like, ask him about Crash Diet. I was like, why? He was only in there for like a year, maybe. And it's weird because I, I have the total hipster thing with Crash Diet because I was really big into Crash Diet by the time their third album, no, it would have been their fourth album, came out in like 2013. And then now like, Several years later, I'll be like, yeah, I fucking love Crash Diet. I'm like, they've released like one album in the past. Where like, did you come from? They, they released one album like six years later. What are you guys talking about? It Maybe might be the same like it might be the same ghost fans that that I, I have interacted with where 
now they know about Crash Diet because Ghost is a big deal. And now I, you can Wikipedia him and then you can find Crash Diet through him and then be like, oh, well, he spent a year in the band. It must have made a huge impact on him. But it didn't. No, because he, he was the rhythm. He was a rhythm. I know he's like a, he was like a lead guitar player for a bit, if I believe. Yeah, he never took Weird. over vocals. He was a... Yeah, he would have been in the band. I think at the same time, I think Dave Leppard was the original vocalist who he died right after the first album. So um, then they got the guy from Reckless Love, who's now he oh, from yeah. Re- Reckless Love. He was in Crash Diet for a pretty good album. Reckless Love was much more his gig. Um, they needed a Mick. They, they wanted a Vince Neil and this guy was just David Lee Roth. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I they, see. Yes, two very similar, genre, the same genre of music, basically, but... Two wildly Very. different vocalists. And also just two wildly different bands. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, and Tomo's got a, a pussy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a I was at a concert recently. <laughs> um <laughs> go on it was this band i can't remember their names but the lead singer uh was a was a woman Uh, they're from california they were pretty good i really Mm -hmm. liked them very like indie-ish they're fun yeah and at one point the singer before they started the next track she goes to the audience she's like (laughs) all right i need you to sing these lyrics for me in this next song let's do um Let's do like it was very simple. It was like the the I don't even remember it, but like for for explanation's sake, let's just say like the chorus was like, "Hey ho," and uh, every the crowd went "Hey ho," and she instead of being you know like when rock yeah. rock stars are like, "Oh, you know you could do better than that," like let's yeah. go, let's do it again. Her version of that was, "Come on, put your pussy into it," <laughs> <laughs> and that just stuck with me, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that. You should. Wow, I'm gonna start using that more often. Come it's on, a great your, term. Put your pussy into it. <laughs> and that's what Tomachan did. She in was karate. Putting, she was putting her pussy hard into it because she was originally in the girls' karate club at the high school, yes. and they, then they kicked her out for being too tough. So yeah. she she went into the men's club and started beating up all the dudes. Yeah. And it's just become very easy for her, pretty much. And the um, the tails guy is the captain, and he's the total simp for her, and it's pretty yeah. funny. Even though he's engaged, yeah, because they bring in like this European girl. <laughs> she um, is Carol. She is Polly Pocket Waifu. Oh, <laughs> thank you for bringing back that term. <laughs> She is quintessential doll waifu, but honestly, I loved her the best. I thought oh, her, she was she, funny. She was so funny because it's just that, like a classic, like airheaded, I guess, like hot, ditzy, yeah, ditzy girl. But well, I, I'm not even gonna say hot, but like I guess she was perceived as such. But um, she was one she, of those weird times in anime high schools where they bring in the foreign kid and the foreign kid is lusted over hard because they're not Japanese. Yeah. So it's a little weird there. She's British. That's right. Yeah. Yep. She's British and she's just very airheaded and like everything she says is very like frank. And yeah. She's very honest. And it, it was just very, very funny. I thought her character was spectacular. Like I laughed a bunch of times because she of was really funny. And who's also really funny was um the other female in this in this uh, original gaggle. Um, oh was, yes, um, Misuzu. Misuzu, yeah. Um, she was a bitch, and I loved her. Um, yeah, she was cool. I liked it. I liked like the cold-hearted. Yeah, her, stuff. her, June, and Tomo were like 
the three friends back in the day. Tomo was aware that she was a girl, but had still had... Sorry, no, um, Junichiro was aware that she was a girl. Mm. Couldn't figure out Tomo, but that was fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's okay. It became a major plot point that <laughs> uh, Junichiro and this other girl, who was, like I said, very cold, very direct, bitchy. Um, They dated for like three days in middle school, and Tomo wanted to kill both of them when she found out about it. <laughs> yeah. And that went on for approximately 15 minutes. I <laughs> Most of that episode. I like the way that these episodes are sectioned, though, where they have... It feels like I'm watching, like, a SpongeBob rerun from back in the day. Where oh, you have, yeah, like, the A-side, much... the B-side, when yes, it has, it, like, the it's one too... section, the second section. Yeah, commercial break basically ends, at the, ends, like, half the episode, and then you get a second unrelated half to the next episode. That was pretty cool. I like that. I like the little like vignette style like, oh, now we're going to like now we're in this crazy situation. Whoa, you see, that works really well for comedy anime. Yeah, I you have agree. to be comedic. Maybe slice of life. You can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for comedy, it really shines through here. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, also, speaking about like some of the comedy elements, like outside of Carol, who is our <laughs> British yep. doll girl. Um, outside of her, there were some very, as I put it, um, my first girlfriend is a gal isms that Mm. I got throughout this entire thing. I thought it was very like some of the language that they were using was very funny and very crude for like a high school language. Yes. Like, um, at one point they go to like the boys locker room and they're like, Oh, like, what are the boys talking about? And, uh, like June obviously like overhears everybody talking. And one of the dudes, I had to write this down because it was just like so <laughs> weirdly forced and but funny because it was just so like random. So he was like, yeah, like, you know, the guys are pretty into Misuzu and they're also pretty into Carol. And like, it just goes to the locker room. And one dude's like, I'm so into Misuzu. Cold women are my jam. Like, who the fuck says that? <laughs> okay. This is a big thing I want to talk about here. Because this dub was released same day as the sub whoa so what i i talk to that a lot my girlfriend's gal is my biggest example of this i'm curious how much time the the dub company has now because i doubt they have the same time as the japanese voice cast to get this thing right i'm sure they don't so now that we're getting same day dubs i imagine they're getting the episodes very late into production and because thing is, that's a very Japanese line, and I kind of miss that. I kind of tune. I know the exact exact scene when he mm-hmm. finds Carol like in his locker, so like, I was kind of tuning out at that at that point. Yeah, but that's a very Japanese line rated, a very like you know very very anime language. So we're getting to this territory where, and it felt like it throughout. It's translated verbatim. Yeah, which. Mm-hmm has its pitfalls is it super authentic yes is that cool yeah definitely but it's tough when you're going to a language like japanese from english which are very different language from a, on a contextual level and how like mm-hmm. they're structured a line like a line that'll make sense in japanese does not always make sense in english because just j- the japanese language functions very differently mm-hmm. japan is a j- sorry, j- japanese is a language where they try to drop as many words as possible Yes, that's right. Or English doesn't really particularly do that, you know. In <coughs> excuse me, in English, you always kind of want to reinterpret what you're talking about and make sure you always know you're clear. Mm. Japanese is very cool to let you like th- just 
assume you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like they'll they'll only mention the subject once or twice. They won't mm-hmm. keep reiterating it. So translating Japanese is very clunky and awkward. <laughs> and you saw a lot mm-hmm. of this here. Yeah. I that that really came across, I think throughout but largely i didn't really have a i didn't really have a problem with it i thought it was like fine Mm -hmm. i'm just like one or two moments where i was like this is wonky but it was funny because it was wonky if that makes any sense yeah they kind of you kind of have to play into it a little more honestly yeah and i think they did play into it i'm saying that's how they succeeded like when they when they did a couple extra winks like okay okay, we know it's a weird dub bear with us right i don't know right As, as someone who's been and long since on this show championing people like amanda winley who are very um flexible with their adaptations and you know who were into appropriation or re- recontextualization you know i had to bring it up because i i've always enjoyed that again i i know so many people go like i want authentic it's like well if you want authentic watch the sub watch you know the sub I mean? yeah exactly there's an option for you yeah so dubs are going to be an art in a very questionable state soon because of this all the speed involved mm. well the simul dubs yeah are getting simul crazy dubs, yeah like, the thing is that might, be the, that might be the way the industry's going we'll see mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so a little pause for concern there but if i always had a problem with it i could switch over back to the sub because sometimes especially with comedy animes it depends what the where the comedy is coming from mm-hmm. because um if the comedy is coming a lot from the dialogue that's a little harder for me to understand but some comedy anime are very visual in nature where my girlfriend as a gal was actually even if you didn't take out the uh like you know the the dub and how great it was yeah you could tell a lot of it came from dialogue because it wasn't as visually insane right whereas my girlfriend girlfriend was more visually insane yes yes they're more like visual cues and this one was somewhere in between yeah it's a little bit of both he did mm-hmm. a little bit of both, which I kind of enjoyed, mm-hmm. but um, it was cool to see that you know yeah. to see like to see them trying to work in like that the, all that comedy in the English dub with such a con- what I'm assuming is a condensed time frame. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, and now my conspiracy brain's going off. I'm like, are Japanese studios playing more of a hand in the English dubs? Do they want to like really ensure Ooh. their quality? Ooh. The the first example I saw of anyone doing it was actually Go Nagai. In, oh uh, really? Yeah, in the uh, in the nineties. Remember that? Remember we did the first episode of that Cutie Honey OVA series? Yes, I remember that. He personally chose the English voice actor for that voice actress wow. for Honey. Like he Pretty got cool. to choose that. I'm like, did he choose the Japanese one too? I'm curious now. <laughs> what if he didn't? <laughs> he was That's like, okay, thing. okay, fine. I won't choose this one, but you got to give me the American at least. <laughs> you know. And the Japanese studio is probably like, we don't care. We're gonna charge them a small licensing fee, and we don't give a shit what the product is yeah just look yeah. at dog soldier <sighs> i wish i didn't <laughs> wait also speaking of looking at things why is tomo chan a wolf <laughs> with a one fang thing why she got like a fang stick it out I'm like there's no it's not even she's like she's I would I would get it if she was like one of those like anime schoolgirls that goes for like a cat look or something, yeah. you know. But no cat look. She just has a has a fang. The one fang thing it's weird because it's a very common thing in like spunky anime protagonists or anime anime females. Yeah, she's a spunky anime protagonist. You're right. But like, she's not really though. She's more of a brute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like for example, like um. Rin Fong in Infinite Stratus. I knew you were going to say Rin Fong, and I'm so happy you did. (laughs) 
Yeah. Your, your face just lit up when I brought yeah, up Rin Fong. Rin Fong. You still don't know That's if that cool. show is bad or not, but you're going to smile every time I say Rin Fong. No, I don't. I know I like Rin Fong, though. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Um, In the anime, they did the smart thing. Well, in the first couple seasons of the anime, they did the smart thing. Because in high school DXD, mm-hmm. Rias originally had that fang in the novels. She did. Oh. But they got rid of it in the anime. Mm. But then we had to watch season three. And then eventually season four of High School DxD, and we'll talk more about that in that appropriate oh. episode. Well then, anywho, but yeah, no, she has like it's it's kind of ill fitting of the character because whenever I say the, like the Snaggletooth, I think of someone much spunkier because she's mm. not really spunky; she's just a, a she's a meathead. Yeah, much more like a like Fox Girl like I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she she's not gonna like you know be witty and like and like you know mischievous. She's gonna punch you in the face. Right. Yeah, where Rin would like say a crude joke and then do something to you. No, she's this girl. Tomo is just gonna punch you. There's a different character there. I I could see it more in like Misuzu would have that rather than Tomo-chan. I guess in this context, a, a little bit, yeah. But then traditionally, those characters are usually brighter. the The whole Fang inclusion was very odd here. And then her her mother, who looks exactly like her, also had the Fang. Yeah, that was a very weird thing, too. I, 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 lo- I love when anime don't try to make the moms look different. They just try to make them look like an older version. So basically, yep. it's one guy drawing the MILF version of his teen character. Pretty much. And then, like, the, I love how the dad is just, like, he, he's just, like, some bald dude. And it's like, you don't look any, like, it, clearly she got, like, the looks from the mom and the muscle from the dad or something there. So that, that was a But it's still weird, because look, it, look like it looks like the mom reproduced by budding. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It was like at the end of Cat Dog when they found out their parents were, like, a frog and a cow. Was that the end of Cat Dog? Yeah. You know that? I, it's been years since I saw it. Sorry to spoil it for you. But I, I don't know if the second <laughs> one was a cow, but I know the first one was definitely a frog. Actually, it, okay, now you're saying I remember the frog. I don't remember what the mom was, but I remember the dad being a frog. I don't remember either. It was either a, a cow, a hippo, some large animal. Are you are you just replacing some of those images with cow and, with cow and chicken? I could be. Or are you just remembering Rocco's modern life and just assuming the mom was heifer? I, I also could be. Heifer. <laughs> heifer. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I love Rocco's modern life. Well, they're they're including phone sex jokes. My in, uh... salmon bushes. <laughs> that one I don't remember. What was that? There's one of the characters who was a frog um, was pissed that like Rocco was like doing his lawn. He was like mowing the lawn and he was like getting oh, Mr. Bighead. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Bighead. And he comes out and he's like, don't touch my salmon bushes. And they're just like a bunch of like instead of like apples on a tree, it's like salmon growing on a bush. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like why why was that 0.3 seconds going to make an impression for 20 years of my life <laughs> why you see i love it sometimes when comedy just goes for the lowest denominator it says these two words together sound funny <laughs> you know what i mean and just just immediately making it a reality in whatever <laughs> they're doing like that you can't argue with that nobody's like oh what the hell is a salmon bush because that's an accepted reality in this world that's world building <laughs> Is what that is. 
uh, it's 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 more engaging than fucking Princess Mononoke in terms of world building. <laughs> It is. I like a salmon bush. My salmon um, bush. <laughs> I can't even say the word without cracking. My salmon bushes. Just bushes with just fish on them. My salmon <laughs> You can't even say it. No, I can't. I'm trying. People at home, this isn't a bit. I just can't. You <laughs> literally can't do it. I can't. Oh god! Oh my god! I can't even speak. All right. So, like, what are we supposed to be doing? Uh, <laughs> why is but why is like Tomo's rack kind of bit huge? It's massive. <laughs> she just it's so massive. Hoops. Huge. Because like the tomboy characters usually don't have jumblies this of of the, this size, but she has those Rias Gremory Badonkers. You know, she just got them, and oh. you know. To everybody else just it doesn't have what she's got. Oh no! And um, they make name? note of the, it all the, the time. Four, the foreign one, Carol, also had a huge. A Carol, huge pair oh yeah. Because oh, that's was, right. There was the one scene where like Tomo's, Tomo was trying to train her self defense because she's like, "I have an enemy here," and then we learn. Yeah. And then we later. Oh, sorry, I keep saying I keep getting June and June and Tomo confused. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I mean that is genius of them because like Tomo could be short for like Tomohiro, like a very ma- traditionally masculine name. Right. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Tomohiro Ishii, you know exactly. Our boy, he's still he's still kicking. Stone Pitbull, baby. We we need to do another, another monthly special so we can just talk about New Japan for like an hour. <laughs> we do. There's a lot to talk about actually. There well, there's so much, and if and if we were recording this at already 11:30 p.m., I would say let's do it tonight. But that's gonna be coming a session or two from now. Yes, it will. It will. But um, I guess will this show come in a session or two? <laughs> If I could use the worst segue of all time. Um, uh, not the worst. Clunky, yes, but <laughs> there, was something we'll, in, there was something charming about it, though. It's almost like fucking salmon bushes. Thank you. Thank you. Salmon bushes. <laughs> I'm going to watch a 45-minute compilation of just him saying salmon bushes on YouTube. My salmon bushes. <laughs> I'm going to find it for you. <laughs> But but I guess what I was getting at. This right? is three episode rule. We got to talk about rule. it. We got to make the decision. Um, are you are you sticking with this? Are you continuing to watch it, or are you just gonna say I got what I wanted, or you know, not even I got what I wanted, or I saw I've seen enough. I'm gonna leave it alone. And please, what did you think? Final thoughts, and will you continue, or will will you not? You know, the show was funny and a little smarter than I thought it would be, but I'm good. I'm just good. Um, you know, with a comedy anime, it really has to pull you in. and The characters either have to be really funny or really interesting. So I'm just kind of like... <sighs> Tomo's very one note. Yeah. Her, honestly, the problem here is the leads for me. Tomo and Junichiro are both very one note. June is just uncomfortable with the idea of Tomo being a girl. Tomo, her quirk is like every time she gets a little further with June, it's the um, it's the same thing as a fucking redhead girl from a Mother of the Goddess dormitory. Whenever, whenever yes. she she anything yes. romantic happens to her, she just starts punching things. I was gonna compare her to Donna Pinciotti from that '70s show. <laughs> Another good comparison. <laughs> She's just got that like you know like like big boned like 
butch kind of, but she's still like attractive. Gianna but Michaels. She's, she's just like a. <laughs> you just you gave me the deadest stare. You're like, don't, just don't. We need a whole nother podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> for that world, like. Just the years like 2002 to around 2009. I stopped watching recent stuff a long time ago. <laughs> There's so much. We all that have time. we all have our eras, you know. I like mine in standard definition. <laughs> uh, by the way, can you check your Zoom messages real quick? Oh sure. <laughs> you found it. I'm good. I have to watch this off air, or else the next five minutes of this podcast it's, are just are just gonna be me. It's literally an eight second video, and the title in caps is "Hey, you get out of my salmon bushes." I, I clicked it. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> this is the first time I ever watched like it. This is the first time I ever. Okay. Oh wait a minute. Okay, I didn't sign in my YouTube my YouTube login on this. Oh God no! I hate ads. Okay, well, fuck it. We're not pausing the episode. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> no, we're going to keep going. But yes, you you will watch it. Um, uh, so- for- <laughs> and it's literally what a salmon bush is. <laughs> it's incredible. How you get out of my salmon bushes? How you get out of my salmon bushes? It's just the dog. It's a very badly uh, drawn salmon. Um. I to to continue with my fi- with final thoughts for me. Uh, I also would like to say that I found some entertainment here because I did. It was yeah. funny. I, I enjoyed it. I got my most of my entertainment out of like Carol, uh, and also out of uh, Misuzu being a dick. Uh, I thought Those that was pretty it. funny. Yeah. Yeah. They did. The mains, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. They, the mains were very like, it's either this emotion or that emotion. And there was no like in between. Um, to compare it to something like, like, like I said, love after world domination, which I find is very similar to. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the leads there were had were like a lot more dimensional, you know? I, yes, absolutely. He, like in that show, Fudo was a, um, like a, um, a goofball, an idiot, but also the hero, you know? Right. Exactly. And then um It I got starts wh- with a D. Decimate. De- Decimate. Decimate. Yes, nice. We Good. remembered. We did. How the fuck did we remember the protagonist's I have names? No idea. How did you know Fudo? <laughs> <laughs> Look I... at us mentioning like char- <laughs> offshoot characters from Love After World Domination and from Infinite Stratos in the same in the same podcast. Look at that. I, I think I think we're just broken as anime fans now. I think we might be. <laughs> this is why recent episodes of this show are getting so unhinged. <laughs> We've just seen so much, and honestly, for the for this three episode rule, I think I've seen enough. There you <laughs> I, go. I yeah, I don't need to continue. I, th- there's really not much there for me. I, I like to consider it as with the other high school anime that we watched as living in the same world as the other high schools. I like to think like they're all at the same high school and like Iwakakeru, like the rock climbing anime is just the rock climbing club at this high school. And I I like to believe like down the hall, you'd hear like, did you hear one guy in class 2F is dating two girls? (laughs) And then down the hall, you just hear a bunch of girls screaming and you're like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, 
that's Kiba. <laughs> <laughs> and then further down the hall, you you have <laughs> you have Sekai yelling, "I'm pregnant." And then one door down from that, you have Makoto Ito having his third gangbang of the week. <laughs> he was a monster. A monster. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't continue this, honestly. It no. was funny. I thought it was funny. I, I thought it, I, I said it more for like shock value and like, what the hell is this kind of stuff than I did for like, it might actually be good. And I, I like the fact that it was more like a romance centric thing than like a like a like a boob centric thing which it but was at times thing. here's the thing if it was more outlandish i'd be more interested you know what i mean yeah because since when your main when your mains aren't interesting like this you need something else to carry the show the pure absurdity could have saved it it could have but there wasn't enough of that I don't Th- think. this is this is a fucking domestic girlfriend problem it is it is yeah. well i mean this is a lot more entertaining than domestic girlfriend oh geez. you know in this three episodes i got more out of it than i did the entirety of domestic girlfriend i agree <laughs> and let's we could put it to bed there i think <laughs> a, a, a pretty a pretty pretty backhanded compliment but still a compliment um, still one nonetheless hey hey Tomo. don't bite don't what's that phrase don't bite the backhand that feeds you trying to think there's a kiss lyric in there somewhere that i could have it was uh from i think it was something about putting my log in her fireplace was that no that was from the song burn bitch burn oh yeah a classic it's an actual song it's actually a pretty it's actually like a pretty decent song want to listen to it together after this then go to bed yeah i'm down it's bad Wow, oh my god, what a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network